I'm happy to have on the show today, Martin Bjormau. He's the CEO of Free Power and they make electric boats. So he's coining the phrase EBs, so you can feel free at sea. What's the tech that's underlying in an electric boat? I would have to think you've built some advanced stuff here. Yeah, the thing that's really unique with the free power boat as an electric boat is that we are getting our energy from the solar roof. So the solar panels charge the batteries whenever needed, even if you're driving the boat. And you can see it in the app. The boat doesn't have any buttons or meters, only an app. And there you can see how much energy is produced and how much energy you are consuming. And then we have a meter in the middle called eco-balance meter. And then you can balance the speed with how much energy you get in from the roof. So you can go all day long without using the batteries. That's really cool. Yeah, so there's probably less breakdowns. And then if you do run out of energy, you just got to sit there for a bit to recharge. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. If you leave the shore land with fossil fuel boats or not electric boats, you always go down, minus, minus, minus. But with a free power boat, you actually charge when you're out on the sea. So, yeah, you have your gas station on the roof, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. So it probably saves you a lot of money and there's no, you never have to call a tugboat to bail you out. Yeah, basically you have clean and free energy the rest of your life. Yeah. And we'd even do have a normal outlet in the boat, like you have in your house, 230 volts for Europe, a normal outlet. So you can drive a coffee machine or boil water or a microwave or whatever in the boat. In 2005, Martin was sailing across the Atlantic Sea and he was seeing plastics scattered across the water. How did that inspire you to start this company and do what you're doing today, Martin? Yeah, that's the base of why free power exists, actually, because that made such a big uh, engraved uh, impression of me uh, in a bad way. So I was thinking like, what do we do into our planet? Who's taking care of this? Who's going to fix this? Because out there in the middle of Atlantic Sea, there was no, no other boats. We took with this tall ship, we took the normal, the traditional trade routes with the uh, the, following the winds. So basically we were alone out there with this plastic and we saved a lot of animals out there, which had turtles, birds and stuff that had got nylon ropes around them and all stuff. So I'm there and then decided to, I must do something about this. I didn't know what at that time, but I had a few ideas and I'm, a, I have a bachelor of science in electronic engineering. And I love boats and sailing and water is in my veins. So I knew there was something with water I needed to do. It, it didn't became, I didn't solve the plastic problem now. I started instead to attack the CO2 problem because that was the highest odds for me to actually do something really helpful for the planet. So yeah, that also helps the oceans. You knew you wanted to help. So it was a matter of what you can use your skill set and your background to then apply to that. Yeah. Yeah. At that time I was working with diesel engines for ship, uh, for uh, ships and oil and gas industry it was a good money, good career. But at that moment I felt, no, I want to use all my skills, all my knowledge, all my, whatever I learned during my whole life to do something good instead of do something bad with the planet. And it was a real game changer and a kind of eye opener. But 
that was not the real moment where I throw the ball. It, that was an eye opener, but I didn't dare to act at that point because I thought I hear many people today also ask me, how, do, how can I help and so on. And people are scared. They don't believe in themselves that they really can do matter to do a big uh, change. And there was a couple of years later, I got, I became dad for the first time. And I was watching this documentary of this former CEO of Apple, Steve Jobs. And he said something that really made me dare to act. And that was something similar to everything around you that you call life is designed and built by people not smarter than you. At the moment you understand what that means, then you cannot go back. It's okay. I can also do it. I can do better than I, than the things I see out there today. Cause people before me aren't smarter than me. So that was really important to me. Yeah. He has a few quotes like that, that are great. <laughs> I also like, he says, once you realize you're just as smart as everybody else is when you can truly make impact. Ah, that's great. It's no, nobody can take that away from you. It's cool. So <laughs> what do you say to people who feel they can't make a change? Yeah, I tell them I can do quite a few things actually. And the first thing that doesn't cost anything is to share on social medias, share uh, startups, what I put out on the internet and they can, if they have a little bit more money, they can buy shares in those companies. They can make as a consumer, they can make good choices buy electric cars or, or boats, of course, instead of fossil fuel. Or even better, if you have the skills, you should organize yourself or get into some kind of organization that, that make uh, politicians to set the rules or regulations. That's the most powerful things I think people can do. I think you have a detailed vision for kind of what you want the future to look like. What do you think the world will look like a hundred years from now? I think, I hope <laughs> that we will have a clean, clean globe and more natural. Like you, you can hear the sound of life, animals and stuff, birds and stuff, instead of machineries, cars, factories, and stuff like that. But that's the environmental thing. I think if we succeed now to, to overcome the CO2 emissions and, and we succeed not to get to any tipping points, then we will have a really good place to live in hundred years from now. Then we have solved all those issues we see now. But if we don't succeed and we get into some kind of tipping points, I'm afraid we are in not so good odds for, for hundred years from now. Hopefully it's the, it's the positive version of your, yeah. <laughs> so jumping back to actually what you do, which is the boating. So are you in full production manufacturing of these vehicles now? Yeah. I mean, we started this spring to sell the boat. So we've been working a few years with prototyping, testing and so on. So now we have everything in place. So there's actually, we are open to, you can buy a boat from our website. This is a very simple configurator. You can click your boats, hope, and we have just starting to sell a couple of boats and they are in production now. So that is really interesting. So we are now in, in the next phase, the more, how to say, not development phase, but more of business phase now. So that's great. 
I'm assuming this is not a company you can just bootstrap. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So have you raised a decent amount of money to get this thing going? Yeah, we have been, we have had two, two rounds with the financing equity. So we are planning to do a couple of more, I think. I think that's a good way to really get the company like in good speed to, it also enables a lot of resources to make really cool features and develop features in the app and in the boat and the new models. And there's a lot of things to, to investigate and to develop further, even though we have a really good platform today. Yeah. And I see you have a few different models of these boats. So what are the differences between each? That's the thing. We want to create multifunctional boats and that's based on our philosophy or our goal to become 100% climate neutral already from factory and through the whole life to, to recycling. If you want to do that, you need to consider a lot of elements in the design phase. Not first of all, the material itself, and we're building aluminum, which is 100% recyclable, but we use Norwegian aluminum, which is produced in a factory that uses hydropowered electricity. And that makes a big difference, but that's one element. But if you want to make a product that is good for environment and not produce a lot of CO2, you want to have a product that lasts very long. And aluminum is a material that lasts for at least hundred years as a shape, as a boat. So it, it lasts rest of your life and that's the shape of the boat is perfect perfectionized now we have made it perfect in in 3d and simulated it to have really or extremely small a little resistance in water and at the same time maintain stability so it's a very special hull shape. So everybody wants to, can go into our website and see that special hull shape, which almost looks like a trimaran, but it's not in, in the physical laws, but we use some of those features from a trimaran, so to speak. So that's pretty cool. But multifunctional is another thing that, because we don't want to produce a boat which lasts hundred years and is owned by one person and is used maybe 20 days a year as a, for leisure. That's not a good thing for environments. We want that boat to be shared among a lot of people. So it's, it can be used every day. And so 20 people or 50 people can have a little bit of the boat instead of each of those 50 people owns their own boat. So that's a lot of things here. And to make that possible, the boat must be able to ad- be adaptable to each of these 50 persons needs. What's on our website is three different models, but actually it's the same boat, but we have changed some materials to make it to the entry model is actually a work boat. We call it utility. It's got r- rubber mats, a very harsh, very robust materials, not uh, non-painted aluminum. It doesn't matter if you get a bulk or scratch, who cares? It's no problem. You don't, it's maintenance free. You don't need to do anything. And then we have the top model, which is painted. It's glossy. 
It's, it's the floor is with FlexiTeak. So it's, it looks really premium. It's got cushions and uh, furnitures and uh, really cozy is that, but it's the same boat, same features, but it's dressed, it's got other dress, so to speak. So if you own the boat for 10 years or 20 years, and then you want to sell it to someone else, you can, if you have been using it as a champagne boat in Florida, Florida Keys canals, you can sell it to a fisherman afterwards because he can just change the furnitures and change the mats and whip. And then he had, he has a total new boat that suits his needs. And that's, that's, that's a bit magic here because by doing that, the boat suits all needs, no, almost all needs, very many needs. Are you shipping them internationally or just in Norway for now? We are shipping internationally, but within Europe to start with, but we're looking to, to ship to America also, and also Australia, but there are some regulations that we need to overcome or not overcome, but to adapt, which takes some time, but we are really interested to talk to people who want, if someone wants to bring them into America, it's interesting for us to talk to those kind of people. So Martin, what's your website? If people wanted to go check this out. Yeah, it's freepower.no and, and, and NO stands for Norway because we're a Norwegian company. Yeah. Check this out. These boats are really cool. And I want to thank you, Martin, for coming on the show and thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. And I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Web Design and Development, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.